Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. We are here today for week one of the NFL slate. I can't believe it's the season. It's NFL season. Mm -hmm. It's fall. We're ready to go. And we're going to go over 12, all 12 games on the main slate. We're going to get through them. We're going to go game by game, team by team, and knock this information out for you, give you a jump start on building some of those lineups and hopefully being able to take down a Millie Maker. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by two of the most talented DFS NFL providers in the industry, our returning champion, Mr. Josh Crash Davis, and then our new guy that is already a veteran of some sorts is Miller Time, Stephen Miller. And uh, fantastic to have you guys. Looking forward to just absolutely crushing this NFL slate throughout the year. So, Stephen, why don't you uh, jump in first? Great to have you join us in your first official NFL main slate podcast. Yeah, super excited. Uh, been waiting a couple months for this um, ever since you gave me the opportunity to join Coach Talk. So, uh, real excited to get uh, to get into it. Well, we're excited to have you and your insight and knowledge for those that don't know and they're just tuning in for the first time uh steven was a, a very accomplished player played at the division one level uh arizona state is where you finished up at correct correct yep. that's a, that's why you ended up in arizona i guess but uh yeah but fantastic so a lot of insights there and then crash davis probably could have been a star quarterback in the in college division one but just, you know, decided to go take his talents to coach talk instead. So you look like a quarterback, Josh. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I'll take you that need the new uh, Aaron Rodgers haircut. I oh saw my that. Gosh. If I had the hair, I don't think I'd pull it off. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I uh, I'm excited. You know, it's it's uh, year two for me doing NFL with DFS coach talk. And um, it wasn't my best year for NFL last year. And I think I know why. So I'm going to attack it with a new vigor. And I expect to have some huge weeks this year. Well, we we're excited and know that you're going to definitely bring it every week. We'll be here every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. We want to give you a jump start to build those lineups, get things in place, get that set. And then if you're a member, you can follow along in Discord tomorrow. We'll be tweaking lineups, getting those ready to give out, and uh, going through any inactives or any weather changes. So we're going to keep you up to date right down to the wire. Um, if You can also follow us, if you're not a member, on Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. We'll have a lot of information that we'll be also sharing there. Um, if you're on YouTube right now, we'd ask you to give us a quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, hit that little alert in the upper corner. This way, whenever any of our podcasts post, and we do a seven-day-a-week MLB podcast, we have a podcast on Thursday at 6.50 p.m. Eastern for the Thursday game, and then this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern for the main slate. And we'll also be sharing a lot of information about the Sunday and Monday night games uh, in our Discord and on Twitter as well. If you're watching on, uh, on Twitter, we're there live as well. Please uh, like and follow and retweet it. We'd really appreciate that. You can also follow us on TikTok. We're 
getting uh, pretty uh, into the TikTok world, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, DFS Coach Talk, and then I'm at uh, just Coach Talk. So we'll be uh, posting those and piggybacking with our presenting sponsor, who I'd like to thank, and that is Boom Fantasy. Boom Fantasy uh, is the best, brightest new tool, shiny, fun toy in the in the shed here. And uh, if you haven't tried it, check it out. It's uh, Boom Fantasy on Twitter. They're uh, Play Boom Fantasy, uh, Play Boom Sports, I mean. And you can uh, click on the link right here in Twitter, on YouTube, on our website, uh, TikTok. We have that link, and you can sign up for Boom Fantasy there. We'll also be sharing a couple of our Boom Fantasy and Prize Picks plays uh, at the end of this podcast. And we're also giving away five tickets to the Millie Maker on Sunday. And that is very exciting because we want somebody to take that sucker down. That would be the mm-hmm. greatest ever if we had a Coach Talk family member take that down. Quick hello to uh, Rodney Pollard, King of Smack, Bev. Great to see people uh, jumping in here. I know it's the first time. It's an odd time uh, because it, it's, you know, it's before the Sunday and it's, it's well, there's some other sports going on. But we wanted to give you the chance to da- jump in here live, and then you have a chance to watch it this evening, first thing tomorrow morning, and get your lineups going. So yeah. that is it. I'm, uh, I'm going to shut my trap most of the rest of the way and let these guys break down all the games. We'll be going over some uh, ownership projections, some uh, boom projections, uh, and boom fantasy, but boom projections in the sense of, who's going to really outdo their numbers and, and, you know, leverage wise really outshine uh, their ownership. So we'll be going over those as we go through uh, all of these games. All right, let's dive in. We want to, you know, our goal was to keep this at a, at an hour and that's what we're, we're targeting. So let's try and see, speaking of targeting, I got to say this real quick. Did, did you guys see that Texas an Alabama game. Yes. Oh, gosh. Was that yeah. the worst call you've ever seen? I mean, I, mean, I don't know if I've seen a worse call. Yeah, I've seen some bad ones, but that's man, I don't understand how they how they call that like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a Texas or an Alabama fan. That was really ridiculous. And I mm-hmm. I spent 19 years in Texas and was lived in Austin for a couple of those and uh really what a tough way to to go down that. That's just that sucks and if you're an Alabama fan, I guess you got to feel like you got a gift. But uh, yeah, what yeah, a shame! Absolutely. Well, I All mean, right. you got their backup quarterback in there too. Yeah. So I mean, uh-huh. they they very easily could have lost that game. And I wasn't was- sure if we were going to see Arch Manning come out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, after uh, after uh, the Kurds guy was uh, humbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I really thought Manning was going to come into the game. I'll tell you what's really amazing to me is, and it's it's sobering. This is the third generation of Manning that I've watched play. I watched Archie play, true, and then of course yeah. Peyton, and yeah. and now you know this the the next uh, next youngest Peyton coming up. Third generation, unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. where does time go by? How is that possible? But yeah. it happens. It goes quick. Yes, it does. It does. All right. Let's go, family. Let's get into this. First game on the slate, uh, all the 1 o'clock games here we'll go over first. It's the New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. 
Uh, the Saints are a five and a half point favorite. It's uh, 43 <laughs> over under. And uh, this game is obviously in the dome. So let's uh, throw it to you first, Crash. Uh, any interest in the Saints side of the ball? Yeah, I like uh, Alvin Kamara a little bit. Um, my main focus here is the Saints defense. I just, I don't think that much, you know, I may be proven wrong, but I don't, I've never really seen much from Marcus Mariota. And um, I think that this is going to be a long day for the Falcons. So uh, one of my good friends is a, is a big Falcons fan. So I'm sorry to say that, but um, you know, I just, I, I don't think it's going to be a good day for the for the Falcons at all. Uh, I do, if you have any Falcons, I do like Kyle Pitts uh, on the other side. Um, he's an up and coming tight end. He's almost a wide receiver the way they play him. So he's going to be their number one target. Um, and, and so I, I, I do like Pitts a little bit and I think they'll be playing from behind. So they'll be throwing a lot. That would be my only play though on the Atlanta side. Okay. Um, how about on the new Orleans side? Uh, Alvin Kamara and the Saints defense for okay. me. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and I'll say uh, right now Alvin Kamara is this the projected fifth highest owned player in the entire on the entire main slate. He's seventy six hundred dollars on DraftKings and he's projected fifteen point six percent owned, which is the third highest running back on the entire slate. Are mm. you going to go that direction as well, Stephen? Well, it's going to be interesting to uh, Jameis Winston, the second year um, in the Saints offense. I would go with Alvin Kamara as well in the Saints D. Um, okay. Just because, uh, you know, that there's there's really not too many reliable people in the Saints offense that you can choose from. And I don't yeah. want to take Michael Thomas. I actually kind of want to wait a week with the Saints yeah. before I start picking guys that uh, I would uh, really want in my lineup. But, yeah, I'd go with Alvin Kamara in the Saints D. And then um, for the Falcons, um, I think it's going to be the only positive side really is what Crash was saying was with uh, Pitts and then potentially Cordell Patterson um, coming out of the backfield, catching passes and, and that little bit of run game. But the Saints have an incredible run defense. They so yeah. I think it's going to be very difficult and it's going to be an uphill battle for the, for the Falcons this week. Yeah. yeah, it very well could be. You know, looking at the boom tool, believe it or not, Kyle Pitts, sixth highest boom potential at 15.5%. So mm. as a tight end at 5,700, that could be a spot to go. No question about it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely could be. Um, you know, because like I said, they're probably going to be playing from behind. So they'll definitely be throwing to him a lot. Yep. The, the two Saints in the top 20 which is surprising that there's two of them, but I guess because they're playing Atlanta. Alvin Kamara's coming in at around 14th in the boom at 12.1. And your buddy Jameis Winston, 15th at a 10.9 uh, boom potential. And his ownership is low right now at mm -hmm. 4.6. He could be very, very sneaky. Another real sneaky play would be Taysom Hill because he's designated as a tight end this year. And mm. they're going to use them all over the field. So he might right. be throwing the ball, running the ball. I mean, they're paying this guy $100 million. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be using him a lot. Right. But that's just a sneaky play that I would kind of go with, um, either in your long-term fantasy um, or a daily fantasy to try to get a cheap guy. But um, that could be a sneaky play as well. Mm -hmm. Could be. 
King Moses joined us, so we like that. Time to part the Red Sea here. We've got Moses in the building. Great to yeah. have you with us. All right, we're going to go to game two. I like this pace. We're, we're making note of pace, and we're doing well. Right. Cleveland Browns at the Carolina Panthers. Very, a lot of in intrigue in this one. <laughs> the <laughs> Baker Mayfield scenario, pretty wild. Um, it is uh, Carolina minus one. 42 is the over-under. There's a small chance of rain, uh, 11%. So I don't think it's going to affect real, uh, really affect play and, and no wind to speak of. So the, in that sense, the game should be clear. Steven, let's start with you this time. Browns, Panthers, does that uh, ring any bells for yeah, you? Yeah, I, I would probably just go with the running backs in this game. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's really unknown how the quarterbacks are going to play and with the receivers. And Cleveland kind of had a lousy receiving core last year. I mean, they brought in Amari Cooper, but I just don't know how that connection looks. So yeah. I would uh, I would probably go with Chubb or Kareem Hunt for, mm -hmm. uh, for week one for the Browns. And okay. then on the – on the Carolina side, I obviously it would be Christian McCaffrey. Um, the guy's right. so dynamic. They're going to try to get the ball in his hands as much as they can. I see him right. getting 20 touches this game coming up. Um, other than that, there's really no one else that I uh, that I see doing too much for the Panthers. Crash, what do you got? Yeah, I have the exact, exact same thing. And really, because it's week one, I mean, we just kind of have a feeling out process here. You know, we're going to see – what these teams are going to do, how they're going to run their offenses. If they have a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, there's new quarterbacks. So we just, you know, we're, we're going to kind of, for me, my strategy is to kind of play the plays that I feel the most confident in that I know how they're going to run their offense, you know, the defenses that I know how they're going to play for the most part. Uh, so I'm not going to take a whole lot of risk on this first week. Um, and just kind of fill it out and see how it goes. But McCaffrey, as long as he can stay healthy, I mean, that's been the thing for him is his injuries. So as long as he can stay healthy, I mean, he has the potential to be the top running back on any slate. So, yeah, you definitely have to consider him at, at the least. No doubt. Uh, McCaffrey right now is the second highest owned player on the entire board at 20.2% uh, projected wow. at 8,500 as a running back in that game. So, He's going to be dead chalk, no question mm -hmm. about it. Are you guys – is he in your initial builds? He's not in either of my initial builds, actually. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, none of my builds either. Wow. Yeah. Oh, That's going to be contrarian in itself because mm -hmm. he's projected number two owned in the entire – on the entire main slate, and he's number five on the, on the boom uh, mm -hmm. chart. He's 15.6, uh, which is a real – anytime you're in double digits on that boom – uh, tool which I like to use. I, I think you got to really take notice. But you know, yeah. again, you've got 15.6 percentage boom number and a 20 uh, percent ownership. So uh, you know, you, you're going to get. Can you live with Adams? Going to be the question, mm -hmm. or are you going to need those points? That's that's the tough call. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Let's go to game mm -hmm. three. It is uh, the San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears. This is a game that we're going to have some weather issues, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that could come into play. So when we break that down, let's definitely look at that. Uh, right now, it's 69% chance of rain, nine mile an hour breeze. So not too windy, but if it's wet and a little windy, that's not a good combination. Um, right now, San Fran's a six and a half point favorite. 
40 and a half is the over under in that game. Uh, so crash, uh, is, does the weather scare you away? Is this a defensive oriented game or what, what are you looking at? Yeah, what kind of comes to mind with me uh, this game is if you remember a few years ago when San Francisco went to Washington and it was just a rainy, messy, muddy game and it was like nine to nothing or something like that that they won. Um, I could see it being that kind of game. I think that San Francisco's defense and their running game dominates this game. Eli Mitchell and Debo Samuel, um, especially with Kittle banged up. I mean, he, he may not even play at all. If he does, he's going to be very limited. So I think their running game is going to dominate this game. I think Justin Fields will make a lot of mistakes trying to force throws. Uh, balls could be tipped. There could be fumbles. Uh, with that weather, you just never know what's going to happen. So I definitely think the 49ers defense and their running game is my place here. If you want to go with a Bears player, Darnell Mooney uh, is somebody that they've been hyping up all offseason. Um, you know, the Bears fans are just ranting and raving about him. So if that comes to fruition, I mean, he could be a wide receiver one this year for sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that San Francisco defense, Nick Bosa, those guys, they're going to be getting after fields. So I think it's going to be a long day for the Bears. Interesting. Are you on the same page no, with that, I, Steve? I agree with Crash, um, especially because of the weather. It's going to be a running game. It's always a running game with Kyle Shanahan. So yeah. uh, the way I see it is with Elijah Mitchell basically taking the bulk of the carries. Um, you'll they'll be, do a lot of RPOs with Trey Lance. So we're going <clears> to <throat> see him run the ball a lot. We're going to see Justin Fields run the ball a lot. We're going to have David Montgomery running the ball a lot. If I was going to pick anyone in the game, it would be the running backs um, or the defenses because it will be a low-scoring game. So um, it would either be Elijah Mitchell on the – <clears throat> on the 49ers, David Montgomery on the Bears, or either one of the defenses is who I would go for. Yeah, and, and you know, it's showing that way in the initial ownership and boom numbers. I mean, these teams just aren't getting any action at all. This game is going to be very yeah. low-owned DFS yeah, think, all the way. Yeah, I think the Bears, I mean, even without the bad weather and everything else and going up against yeah. a tough defense like San Francisco, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this yeah. year. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, you know, obviously it's the night before, so we're going to update the weather. I'm, I'm a big weather guy, so I'll be all over that in our Discord. And, it, you know, if things change, you know, it, it certainly affects some of these games. We'll update you uh, in the morning and then right up until lock. Um, but, yeah, this game definitely not going to be high on the DFS radar. Probably going to be one of the – I mean, the, unless you're a fan of those two teams, I'm not sure – yeah. That's a very exciting game to tune into. No, no. We have I mean, a quick, quick question. I want to welcome Scott Keats to the group, and and it's an interesting question. And based on the the numbers I read with ownership and boom uh, potential, all three of these guys I mentioned. So uh, he's saying, how do you feel about a Winston Kamara stack and uh, Pitts running it back on the other side and uh, going after it right off the bat in that game? Is that too much of a Stretch uh, for you, Crash? I'm looking at this right now. How do you feel about a Winston Kamara Alave stack? Okay. Oh, I, I missed that. I'm sorry. I saw well, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I saw pits. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to stack Jameis Winston in week one. I mean, I know it's a favorable matchup, but the guy turns the ball over a lot. And um, that that would be my main concern with making him like my top quarterback. Um 
Olave is a rookie. You never know how that chemistry is going to go. Um, you don't know how many targets he's going to get. There's a lot of unknowns there. I mean, that's that's kind of why I think Kamara is the safest play here. Uh, in a GPP, I can kind of see it, but I don't know that the ceiling is going to be there for the wide receivers. You agree, Stephen? I assume. I agree. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I don't really see Winston doing too much this game. Yeah. Um, that, but that's a- he is. He's a very cheap player in uh, in DK, so uh, you could actually build around the roster with him. Um, I don't. Uh, but however, I, I I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't. You know, that. it's also a, gr- a great thing to bring up real quickly here is stacking in the NFL compared to baseball. We know right. baseball is the stack sport of DFS because you know they smash a pitcher or whatever, and you get a bunch of guys getting uh, you know hitting and runs mm-hmm. and scoring, and it feeds off each other. Certainly, I love to go a quarterback and a wide receiver together because a lot of times that's going to be, you know, the play. But right, what are your guys' stances in general on stacking in the NFL? Now, it, granted, cash and GPP are different, but overall, right. what do you think? Yeah, for me, it has to be a pretty elite team. You know, like yeah. it's Mahomes before last year, you know, if it was like Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey and running it back with like a Josh Allen or something – I mean, something like that on the other side, you know, or Stefan Diggs, because um, you wouldn't have two quarterbacks. So Stefan Diggs, something like that I could consider, but I don't like to stack when it's, you know, like super risky like that. Um, it just doesn't usually pay off in my experience. How about you, Steve? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a little bit different this year. Like Crash was saying, with Tyreek Hill and Mahomes, just like how Devontae Adams with Rodgers. Yeah. One of those guys are going to be going to each other. You know, Rodgers is going to go to Adams 15, 20 times a game. So it's right. worth it in, in, that, uh, in that situation. But right. this year is a little bit different. There's really not a connection other than, you know, Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other night with, uh, with the whole dig situation and, you know, worrying about the Diggs and Ramsey, um, uh, you know, matchup. You know, they they took Diggs and threw him in the slot. So Ramsey mm-hmm. doesn't really play guys in the slot. Right. Uh, so created a lot of confusion. He was able to get open. He was able to get over the top. Uh, was a really smart play by the Bills. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I re- Stefan Diggs really impressed me on Monday night. Yeah, me too. Or, uh, or on Thursday night. Yeah. 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 So, on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Don't forget about that quarterback wide receiver Dak Prescott CD Lamb stack. There's my first <laughs> Cowboys reference. Hey, I can, I can definitely get on board with that on the Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not even on this slate, so I can't. I have talk a, a, I have a sneaky play in that game. There's a sneaky ah, play in that game. Okay. Yeah. I, I love, love it. it. Uh-huh. All right, let's dive back at it. We got a, uh, like I say, decent pace going here. So we go to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Very interesting game right out of the shoot here. Should have very nice weather in Cincy. They are favored by a touchdown. 44 and a half is the total. And everybody interested to see what the Pittsburgh quarterback's going to do and, uh, you know, how this game's going to roll out there. I truthfully expected Cincinnati to be more than a touchdown favorite. Mm -hmm. I, you know, what, uh, what do I know? Vegas knows better than I do for sure. So, uh, Stephen, let's start with you this time. What do you think about this uh, backyard? Yeah, so if I was, was going to go ahead and there was going to be a stack, this would probably be the stack. I would take Joe Burrow. I would take yeah. T. Higgins. I would take Jamar Chase. I would take Joe Mixon. The offensive line has improved so much. 
Um, they're gonna they're gonna be able to hold off the the Pittsburgh Steelers D line um, mm-hmm. a lot better than they did last year, but less sacks for Joe Burrow. Um, really, I think the game's gonna get kind of out of control, and I think Pittsburgh's gonna be coming from behind. Uh, Najee Harris is the only guy I would probably take on that team based on the quarterback situation, and I don't okay. know really what the receivers are going to do on that offense. Yeah. So. Um, most of my most of my play would be with the Bengals this week. Mm-hmm. I agree. Is, aren't you surprised? It's only a seven point spread, though. I mean, yeah, that's everybody's please. talking about the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would definitely um, take Cincinnati more more than seven here. Um, that's my only concern with running with Harris is you know how far are they going to be behind? Um, they might, but at the same time, do you really want to throw with Mitchell Trubisky forty times? We've seen what that does. So right. It's, it's a tough game for Pittsburgh. Um, I like the Bengals' defense as well. I think Trubisky will make some mistakes when they get behind, trying to force things like he did in Chicago. And uh, Mixon's my favorite play, one of my favorite plays on the whole slate, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it, what's amazing here is, would you believe the projections for ownership? The Bengals have three guys in the top 15 uh, they're 11 12 13 but they're all right there joe mixon wow. at 7100 jamar chase at 7100 and t higgins at 6100 so you got three guys grab all grabbing like 14 percent ownership uh for the bengals right out of the shoot and then the top play top guy for the steelers and the only guy anywhere within shouting distance of course is Najee harris right uh and he's only 6,400 considering what do you, what do you guys think about Harris? I thought you'd, he'd get a little love here. Um, I just don't like the game script um, and, and how it's going to play out. Like they're going to be behind. They're yeah. going to be behind. Um, I love Najee Harris. I think he's great. I think when he gets the ball, he never fumbles the ball. Right. Um, you know, he, he always gets, it's like five yards in a cloud of dust, but you never really see him break a long run. I don't think he's got that. Um, that speed to outrun defenders. So um, I think uh, I think Cincinnati is going to have more guys in the box. Yeah, um, they're not going to really be worrying about Mitchell Trubisky in, in his arm. At mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that you know Najee Harris has targeted eighteen times in a game mm-hmm. last year, so he's definitely capable of getting those targets. But I think, like yep. you said, that Cincinnati is just going to key in on him. Uh, everybody knows. I mean, that's their top weapon right now. So, yeah, I think yeah. everyone keys up on him on the Bengals' side of the defense, and they forced Trubisky to beat them, and I don't think it's going to end well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so either. You know what's really odd, though, is, you know, you look at all these boom-bust boom tools and you're looking at the ownership, and everybody's grabbing Bengals. And, and on the boom uh, tool – Jamar Chase is in the top 15. T. Higgins is in the top 15. But in all in both of these, on you know, about the top 40, no Joe Burrow. Why, why is it? Is it because they're gonna be too far ahead and have to run? Somewhat, but he's also been banged up. So I think that, that could be the case. Too. Yeah. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um He's going, but you think he's a little ding. So that could be part of the reason people are shying away. Yeah. But somebody's got to throw the ball to those dudes if they're going to have the games everybody thinks they're going to have. Right. True. I have them in one of my lineups this week. Okay. 
Burrow. Yeah. yeah, he had an appendectomy, which that's a painful thing to go through. But uh-huh. yeah. it is for sure. But if if the game <laughs> stays close, like Vegas says, one score, then I think he could be dangerous. I've mm-hmm. I've got him in one of my GPPs right now. I I'm with you. Uh-huh. I he's getting no love whatsoever, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, that's uh, that's the kind of play that I like, Coach. I, I like the, you know I I take that in a GPP way over. Winston, if if uh, you know Burrow's going to go low owned, I think that's yeah. great, just yeah. has such a high ceiling. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the top quarterbacks in the league last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. definitely. Uh, Want to say hello to Charles Brandt. Thanks for jumping in, boy from Cali. Our man's in there, and yes, Charles, FanDuel's all jacked up. This happens every year when the NFL starts. It they get so much action on the NFL these DFS sites that they like melt down. They have mispricings, things get locked up. Mm-hmm. So um, I wish they canceled the whole slate after the way I saw Urquitty started. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I never play him either. I, I don't know why I chased that whole uh, oh my goodness. LA thing. But, but they, yeah, on. hopefully fans will, they'll, usually when this happens, they, you know, in like 30 minutes or an hour, they get it straightened out. So we've got a guy, like a million guys hitting home runs. So hopefully it help. is the ball's <laughs> flying tonight yeah. for sure. All right. Mm-hmm. We're back in it. We go to an interesting one, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit lions. It's Philadelphia, but a road favorite by five, 48 and a half, a pretty big number here. That makes you think there's some uh, DFS stats to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's in the Dome in Detroit. Crash, any love in this game? A lot of people I've seen are on Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, I think he's a solid play, but, you know, it's kind of another deal where you got these new weapons, um, trying to feel that out, and, uh, you know, how's the chemistry going to be with A.J. Brown? How much is he going to throw versus run? Right. Um, is Miles Sanders ever going to become anything with a running game? You know, we've been waiting on that to happen. That's never really happened. Yeah. On the Detroit side, I think Amon Ross St. Brown picks up where he left off last year. I really like him. He's a sleeper for me. And then the Eagles allowed the second most fantasy points to tight end. So I like TJ Hawkinson a little bit at tight end as well. I'll tell you, I played him a lot last year and he was so many weeks. He was just a bust. I don't know what happened. Yeah. If they just yeah. stunk and they just uh, doubled him or what, but he was not, he did not perform as the elite tight end that I thought he would be, but right. Again, well, that's last year. Yeah. It's last year. Um, there's more weapons for Detroit. Uh DeAndre Swift should, you know, take some of that attention away from him because he was banged up last year. He was. And, uh, you know, DJ Chark came over from the Jaguars. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's some weapons there that can take the attention away from Hawkinson. And he'll definitely be a red zone target, you know, for sure. So Yeah. Now, there should be points in this game. There really should be. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking at, uh, Miller Time? Um. I like the Eagles in the game, obviously. Um, the defense, as the, through free agency and through the draft, that defense has only gotten better and better. Uh, the Eagles, were the, the they ran the ball the most, which is surprisingly last year, mm-hmm. um, even more than the Titans, which you would you would think it would be the other way around. So I like yeah. Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts and prop bets for for a rushing touchdown as well. Um, <clears throat> so, but who I like is Godert and Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, for the Eagles and for uh, for Detroit, 
I like uh, DeAndre Swift, and I actually like a guy Josh Reynolds. Okay, um, one of one of uh, Jared Goff's old targets back for the Rams came in last yeah. year. Did well yeah. when he came in and played. He's really cheap in DK. Uh, so those are my two guys that I like the most. Very nice. That could be mm -hmm. a good sleeper GPP guy. So mm -hmm. let me ask you this question like I did uh, with uh, another the other uh, popular guy in McCaffrey. Jalen Hurts right now is getting a lot of attention, definitely getting some ownership, and he's number two on the boom chart at 18.4 so hmm. i don't know i mean is could he be your starting quarterback this week for dfs he's not going to be my starting quarterback this week but he could be somebody's starting quarterback <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll say the exact same thing um okay yeah yeah i if he's going to be that high owned i'm probably not going to go there well he's by far the highest quarterback on the boom potential chart there so mm -hmm. i think that gives him a little bit of a lift uh there is uh the ownership in that game though uh obviously we we as we said uh swift deandre swift is getting uh some attention as he deserves you know he's at about 14 percent projected ownership right off the bat and then uh jalen hurts is like you said like i said pretty high up there he's a 12 so he's in the top 20 and then uh Stevens pick uh, Dallas Goddard, the the tight end, is getting a lot of attention. He's only forty five hundred, and he's about ten percent owned right now. So uh, that's a guy that's definitely going to you know make some uh, lineups for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, we go to the next one. It's the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. It is Indianapolis favored by a touchdown. Forty five and a half is the total in this game. And they are playing in Houston in the dome. If they open it, it doesn't really matter anyway. It's just going to be warm and sunny. So more than likely, uh, I think it's going to be close because it might be a little hot. But yeah. either way, does this game interest either one of you guys? Crash, what do you think? Well, Jonathan Taylor is my top back on this slate, but he's so expensive. It's just I've been having a hard time fitting him in my lineup. 9,100. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like 10, eight or something on Fanduel. I mean, it's ridiculous. So yep. he, he deserves is, it though. Yeah, it's very deserving for sure. Um, I kind of like the Colts defense as well against Houston. I don't think that much of that offense. Um, yeah. I do on the Houston side, I do have a sleeper. Um, it's kind of okay. a punt, punt play, but the tight end, Brevin Jordan. Um, he is a punt play that I'm looking at on DraftKings at tight end, but uh, that's about it for me. Everyone else on Houston, I'm not that crazy about. Uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, he might get some love, but you know, for the most part, just that punt player move on. So, is it McCaffrey or Taylor? Who do you give the edge to? I would take Taylor. Yeah, I would take Taylor too, especially going up against Houston. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Carolina's going mm -hmm. against the Browns. Browns has a really great defense mm -hmm. so okay. so i uh i like taylor a lot are you yeah. is he gonna make your lineups pretty uh, is he gonna, gonna, I, I, i've been trying to fit him in it's just it's expensive. difficult uh yeah he's expensive but it's uh you know he has made into one of my lineups uh how to get creative with uh, a couple other spots with guys that i could think uh can take off based off of injury and mm -hmm. you know the way i usually do it is i find uh rookie guys or 
or second year guys that are yeah. in the best situations with the best quarterbacks and right. more than likely those are the guys that are going to that are going to take off and and give you the the fantasy points that you need in order to um in order to be able to to win a to win a contest with sure. taking a guy like Jonathan Taylor so right um you know that's kind of how I do all my contests um but uh but yeah I like Jonathan Taylor a lot and uh another guy I like uh, Michael Pittman I like Michael Pittman a lot too. Um, I like I actually like Matt Ryan in that offense. I think okay. their offense line is great. I think their defense is really good. Yeah. Um, as far as for the Texans, um, I would just take a flyer maybe on Damian Pierce. Um, just okay. to kind of he's the rookie uh, yeah. out of Florida that just, just got there. They just released Marlon Mack, so so he's gonna be the starter. Uh, I don't know how many time how much he's gonna split carries with Rex Burkhead. But I like Damian Pearson, and he's pretty cheap in DK as well. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, as far as ownership goes, there's two guys very high on the board here, sixth and eighth overall in projected ownership, both from uh, the Colts, 15% Jonathan Taylor, and f- just under 15% Michael Pittman. So uh, mm-hmm. Taylor and Pittman getting a lot of love. Nobody else on in this game showing up uh, pretty much anywhere. So it's really those yeah. two. Um, and you know what's really interesting is Michael Pittman is uh, also eighth on the boom uh, projection at 15%. So, mm. you know, 5,500, that makes him in play to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I can definitely no, see I think that. he's underpriced. Yeah. Another play that I wanted to mention on DraftKings, um, Naheem Hines, the backup for Jonathan Taylor. He should get a lot of targets uh, with Matt Ryan. We talked about in our preview show how he targeted running backs more than anyone last year. Right. Uh, and so I, I do think that Naheem Hines, you know, could get if you have I don't remember how much he costs, not a whole lot, um, like in a flex position or something like that. I could see him getting into a, a GPP or two in DraftKings. Yeah. And another good play is uh is Jonathan Taylor two and a half receptions in um, in prize picks? But yeah, that's that's what I'm. Oh, somebody Kingus Max says my man Flaherty's not doing very well. Well, the Cardinals are. I don't know what the heck they're doing. They are collapsed. They got that nine and a half game lead, and now they they feel like the season's over. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, yeah, I I replaced Flaherty uh, with their quitty, so that goes to show you what my baseball night is. So I'm focusing on football right now. There, Kingus Max. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I'm with you though, brother. I mean, you know, you can't win them all. I I was talking too much smack. I've been on like this insane eight of eleven slates on Yahoo, mm-hmm. and of course I got frosty today about it. Now I'm taking a punch right in the teeth. But you know, that's DFS. You got to roll with it, man. It's yeah. You, you, that's why we we teach here at Coach Talk bankroll management, contest selection. If you do those two things and don't get carried away. You can you can make it happen. That's really mm-hmm. the way to do it. If you're watching right now, real quickly on YouTube, hit that thumbs up for us. Hit the subscribe button. That's super important to us. We really do appreciate that. Check out Boom Fantasy if you can. Their link is here on Twitter, on and in YouTube, and on our website. We'd love to have you for the NFL season. Uh, come join us, dfscoachtalk.com. All right, we go to the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins, an old rivalry here, a very interesting game uh, for sure. It's Miami minus three and a half, 
It's going to be a beautiful 87 degrees, sunny, no real wind, no problems there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful South Beach weather. Mm-hmm. And it's 46 and a half uh, for the total. So some points being scored, it looks like, in this one. And a lot of question marks, at least in my mind, on both of these teams. This one, as I was doing some prep work, was a major <clears throat> head scratcher. Uh, yeah. Stephen, what do you think? Anybody jump out to you in this game, or are you as confused as I on this one? Well, in the past, first of all, the the Patriots never do good in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's that is usually their kryptonite, yeah. even when they had Brady. For some yeah. reason, they just something goes on down there. Yeah. The partying um, in South Beach—that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, of course. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, I, I like uh, I like Damian Harris for the for the Patriots this week. Um, really, anything in the running game. There's there's not too much else that I like with the mm-hmm. Patriots. Uh, potentially Hunter Henry, but um, the only guy I would probably take would be Harris for the Patriots. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm I'm very. This is one of the most exciting games to watch to see kind of how the Dolphins are going to be this year with all the guys yeah. they brought in with Tyree Kill and Mostert and uh, Mike McDaniel. Just everything. I want to yeah. see how this one plays out. I'm I'm super excited. Um, and for the for the Dolphins, I have a uh, plays that I would like to do is Mostert. Um, he's a he's a cheap play, huh. and um, and I like Jalen Waddle. Um, how, how much is Mostert going to get the ball, you think? I don't know. If he gets the – well, first of all, if he doesn't get hurt, then he's yeah. going to do well. Right. Yeah. He, I don't care if he gets the ball eight times. If he gets the ball eight times, potential of him scoring a touchdown is, is very likely. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's such a cheap play, and I, I think if, uh, if he doesn't get hurt on the coin toss, I think he'll be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it could yeah, happen. Really. You never know. Uh-huh. Do you think um, – do you think, Steve, that Mike McDaniel might use Waddle kind of like he used Debo Samuel? Potentially, right? Yeah, yeah I could, I could see I'm that. looking at the body types. I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill is not, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a player. But I could see Waddle kind of being in that role, which they haven't talked about that, you know. But I, I think that's mm-hmm. a potential fit there. So, Oh, for sure. I mean – you know, he came from San Francisco. I guarantee it. They motion every single play. So there's always going to be misdirection happening with the Dolphins on every play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could totally mm-hmm. see him uh, getting that same role that Tebow got in, in San Francisco. For sure. Um, it'd be a exciting game, though. I'm, I'm yeah. really, really excited to see how the Dolphins look this year. Yeah. I'm right there with you on Miami. I think that they're going to be exciting to watch. Uh, just have to wait and see how they're going to, you know, how they're going to use Tyreek, how they're going to use Waddle. I'm not going to really go to any of them yet, but they're definitely a team that I have my eyes on for the future in, in DFS. Um, as far as the Patriots go, I will say that Ramondre Stevenson could vulture some touchdowns from D- Damian Harris. So you have to be careful about that. Okay. But I do like the Harris play outside of that. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, this game is like uh, DFS. Uh, players are saying no thank you because they're not getting any ownership on either side of the ball Mm -hmm. for either team uh, and they're not on the boom list almost anywhere the only guy in a double digit boom potential is Hill at 10% I mean he should be 10% when he rolls out of bed but uh, yeah it's just it's one of those games I you know felt a little smarter when I looked at it and said okay I'm not the only one thinking you know what I don't even want to mess with this game Mm-hmm. It is just a tough call all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be 
Yeah, I think it'll be a feeling out process um, for the Dolphins, and and that's why I just I'm going to wait on them. But I do like their defense a little bit uh, in this matchup. I think that Xavier Howard and and some of those guys could get some picks. So excellent. All right, we have two more one o'clock games: the Baltimore Ravens at the New York Jets. Baltimore's favored by six and a half on the road against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. 44 is the total, guys. Uh, fine, you know, just a small, small chance of a shower, but weather should not affect this game whatsoever. Any interest here, Crash, in this wonderful game here of the Jets at home? Yeah, I, I actually – this is my favorite stack of the, of the week. Um, it is? Ravens. Wow. There you go. Like That'll be contrarian within itself. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, the Ravens defense. I like all those. So, yeah, the Ravens are my top stack. You are on the Ravens big time. I get it. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Anything yeah. at all on the Jets side? Or, you know, is do they keep it close enough to keep all your Ravens in there to get their points? You know, we talked about um, Brees Hall in our preview show for the running backs, but I don't think this is the week. Um, the Ravens' run defense is really tough. Right. And he's a rookie. It's going to take him some time to get used to it. So I'll wait on Brees Hall, but he's definitely going to be somebody I'll dial up in the near future. Okay. Are you on this game like Crash is, Stephen? I totally agree. Wow. Um, that The Jets are just that team, just end the season, you know? They stand for <laughs> yeah. Uh but, uh, yeah, yeah, the running back situation, uh, it's not clear. I don't have a, a clear person who's going to actually be the, the main guy coming into week one. Um, it's kind of all over the board. Uh, yeah. You know, and then they have Joe Flacco. The guy will throw about four picks this game. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't really – I'm going to go with the Ravens. And I do like all the, stat, the big stack that you're talking about, Crash. I mm-hmm. do like Mark Andrews. I love Lamar Jackson. They don't really have any running backs that are that are going to just like last year that are right. going to do anything. I mean, it could be Mike Davis, it could be Kenyon Drake, but I don't want anything to do with that. Um, my biggest play is probably the the defense, the Baltimore defense, Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'll tell you one thing you can say about Coach Talk is we are not chalk players. We're going to give you some right. some contrarian looks, and as of right now. You know, Baltimore's not getting that much ownership. Uh, they don't have anybody projected in double digits. Mark wow. Andrews right now is the top guy projected at 9%. And then it drops all the way down to, um, let's see here. It drops down to the wide receiver, um, Rashad B- uh, Bateman. That He's the next guy uh, on the list for projected ownership. So, this is going to be a little contrarian, a little sneaky, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Mark Andrews is third overall on the boom list yeah. at 17.4. So that's a huge plus. Uh, certainly can can look there. But on the other than that, <clears throat> on the boom list, it uh, there's, you know, Lamar Jackson's all the way down at 6%. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get he- uh, you're going to get your Ravens. Uh, in a good leverage situation, I think. I hope so. I hope so. Um, is he the number one projected tight end? Um, he Kelsey. is the uh, – Kelsey's number one. Andrews okay. is number two. Okay. 
And then Pitts, I have, Pitts I have Andrews three. number one, but I, I do think that, um, you know, it'll be between him and Kelsey, but I think Andrews is my favorite. I like his, since we're going to go over our prize picks plays. Um, yeah. I like, you know, his prize picks number at 16 and a half. I think that he gets in the end zone. I think he gets probably 10 oh. targets. I mean, without Marquise Brown, I mean, he was the main guy that Jackson was targeting, um, you know, so I think that, that Andrews is going to, I mean, he had a huge year last year anyway. So I just think he is good. Kelsey, by the Kelsey, by the way, is the number one projected own player in the, in the entire deal. I went, I went down a rabbit hole the other night looking up Mark Andrews and everything about him. Oh, did you? And everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was a receiver in high school, had a thousand yards, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Oh, wow. Got converted at Oklahoma to a tight end. Uh, it was like the fifth most uh, pass receiving yards for Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, yeah, just incredible stuff. The guy is such a good guy too. But um, I really love how he attacks the football. Yeah. It's, it's really incredible. And how he's kind of like a forward and boxes people out and just knows how to use his body as leverage. It's it's really incredible. I like where well, he is a lot. Yeah. I, love, I love the call. You know what's going to really make it for you guys and why he's going to be such a great leverage play for you? He's mm-hmm. 6,800 and Kelsey's 6,600 on DraftKings. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's more expensive, more expensive than, than Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and people are going to see those two and say, ah, I'm going to go Kelsey, you know, but I get yeah. you. I, I, I'm with well, you. The other thing is Arizona is really good against tight ends. So that's my only concern with Kelsey. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but that is my my uh, concern with Kelsey. So. All right, folks, the last 1 o'clock game, and then we'll dive into the four uh, afternoon games at 425. It's Jacksonville at Washington. The Jaguars, and I get to say it for the first time, the Commanders, uh, they're uh, playing the Jaguars here in a game that could be rainy, 55% chance of rain. Washington's favored by three. 44 is the total. What are you going to do here, Stephen? Punt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. Okay. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I like Antonio Gibson in this game. Uh, I think he got a, he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, and really on anyone else on that, that side of the ball is McLaurin. I, I just don't know how Carson Wentz is going to be in this offense. So I, I'm kind of stick, staying away from the receivers for the commanders. But I, I like Antonio Gibson, um, a play for the Washington. And then with the, with the Jaguars, I like Travis Etienne. I like Trevor Lawrence. I actually like Christian Kirk. There's three different guys that I like for that team. Wow. And, okay. And really put up some major fantasy points. So, uh, so yeah, that's my play for, for that game. So you're going to have some exposure to this game and the weather doesn't scare you either? No, weather doesn't, doesn't scare me. No. All right. Uh, what about you, Crash? Um, yeah, Gibson is uh, one of my favorite running back plays. Um McLaurin I like, but I don't know if this is the week to play him. I kind of feel like it's not, especially with the weather, new quarterback, you know, they're going to have to feel that whole process out. Um, So, yeah, Gibson is probably my favorite. I do like Etienne, but I don't know if I'm going to go to him this week. I might wait another week. But, yeah, I can definitely see why Steve would like him. 
Yeah, very interesting. You know, the, the number one owned component of this game, believe it or not, anybody want to take a guess? Is knowing who's going to score the most points? No, it's the commander's defense. Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah, is the number one that. projected own defense on right Draft now. King. I have them in all of them. On DraftKings? Yeah. On 25, Draft. He's it's only 2,500. Yeah, uh, 2,500. Jacksonville, yeah. 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 That's why, yeah. And that's why yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit of a free square there. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there is some love for Antonio Gibson because he's underpriced, 5,800. Right. That's a steal. Yeah. Um, so he's getting uh, definitely some love. In this game, Christian Kirk, fifty one hundred. So you you can go bargain basement here mm-hmm. and get some guys that are getting, uh, you know, some attention for sure. Yeah, I mean, everybody thought they're going to be going away from Gibson a little bit because of Robinson, but then he got in that incident where he got you know shot. So it's it's uh, yeah a little bit of a serious situation there for sure. So yeah, Gibson for now is is their their lead back. So Commanders defense. Yeah. That's, I think, the way to go in this one, believe it or not. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, four, the, four games at 425 all start at the same time. Kansas City Chiefs, Arizona Cardinals. It is uh, Kansas City, a road favored by six and a half. 53 and a half, fellas. 53 mm. and a half is the biggest number on the board. In Arizona, in the Dome, it's <clears throat> greatest show on turf scenario like the old days, mm-hmm. if the, some old people remember those, those days. But is this game a feature game? Uh, what do you think? Crash? Oh, um, yeah, I've, I'm kind of torn between Mahomes and Jackson, but I think I'm leaning more towards Jackson just because I feel like I'm more confident in what what Jackson's going to do, you know, Mahomes besides Kelsey, he's got a whole bunch of new wide receivers. We don't know how that's going to look. If the chemistry is going to be there, it's going to take a while for them to get on the same page. Um, They looked really good in preseason, but that's preseason. The defenses are very vanilla. Offenses aren't fully, you know, invested in their playbook. So it's, it's tough to say, Um, but, you know, he would be the one play I would like because, you know, most likely, all the all the uh, points are going to be going to him. You know, I don't expect Kansas City to score a whole bunch of points in the run game. So, okay, and Steven? Yeah, yeah I, I never really like Kansas City's run game any year. So, yeah. I think they always want to have the ball in Mahomes' hands and let him do what he does with it. I really like Kelsey in this situation. Um, I think he's going to get targeted a ton. I'm, I'm excited to see who the who that receiver is. Mm-hmm. That receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, or Scantling, or Hardman, or Sky Moore, I, I really have no idea who that guy is going to be. Right. If, if I was going to choose, I think Hardman would be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, gotten like 20% increase in targets and receptions every year and yardage. So I think Hardman will be the guy, but but who knows, really, until yeah. we actually see how they uh, their offense plays out. Um, as far as the, the Cardinals go, I like, uh, I like Kyler Murray. I, I don't know about his receiving core. Um, We'll see how how it plays out with Hollywood Hollywood Brown, mm-hmm. uh, but getting rid of Christian Kirk and now DeAndre Hopkins isn't isn't in the lineup and Zach Ertz right. is his game time decision he might not play. 
So yeah. my only and Rondell Moore is not playing either. Right. So, so the only guys that I'd probably want on on that team is is uh, is Kyler Murray and probably James Conner would be mm-hmm. my only two Makes players. Sense. James yeah. Conner scored a ton of touchdowns last year. So yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, yeah he, he did, did really well. Edmonds isn't there anymore either, so he's yeah. not going to take away from. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's really got no competition in that position. Right. So. Well, it's supposed to be the highest scoring game on the slate, and it is getting a lot of ownership. I mean, as we said, Travis uh, Kelsey's number one overall projected ownership at almost 21%. Mm-hmm. How about Marquise Brown, though? Fourth projected ownership here. He's the guy people are going to at 18% right now uh, for Arizona. I thought that was a little That's, surprising. That is surprising. Um, he's probably going to see Legereus Sneed, who's a pretty good corner. So that's that's – Pretty surprising. Sixty two hundred though is is a fair price. You know, mm-hmm. I can see that. Then you got uh, the two uh, uh, Chiefs here, Juju Smith Schuster and Patrick Mahomes, both uh, in that top twenty as well. Schuster's only fifty two hundred, so you get a little salary uh, relief there. And I thought Mahomes was fairly priced at seventy seven hundred. Personally, yeah, I, I was yeah. expecting him to be over eight thousand. Yeah, my initial build, I had Mahomes, but as the week's gone on, I've leaned more towards Jackson. But, you know, I could definitely see Mahomes, too. I'm I'm leaning towards Mahomes for what it's worth, um, but we will see. On the on the uh, boom-bust tool, not only is Kelsey number one on uh, ownership, he's also number one on that list. Um, also, Marquise Brown, fourth on the boom list, 18.2%. Mm-hmm. So... People are looking at those numbers and expecting some output. Mahomes uh, is double digits at 11%. He's getting uh, some decent attention, and and that's about it. And as far as Mahomes goes, you know, that is the one guy, especially now that the hill's gone, you know, I'm not going to be worried about playing a, a receiver with him. I always usually like to pair my quarterback with at least a receiver or tight end. Kelsey's the guy, though. For me, I'd I look at him as the guy. I'm not. I think all those other receivers that you mentioned and some of the back coming out of the backfield, he's going to throw to all those guys five, six times each. So to me, it's just I'm probably going to start with Mahomes and Kelsey and go from there. But you're the football pros. I'm just a a wannabe football pro here. I'm the (laughs) basketball guy. See, if I had a football behind me, I'd have a a better chance. But uh, yeah. I, I just think the price is right for those guys. I'm not a big believer in the Cardinals, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not a Murray fan either. I think they grossly wow. overpaid for that guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Kingsbury either. So yeah. that that whole organization, and I'm here, you know, I'm here and mm-hmm. I, I true. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's a team I see on TV all the time. And I don't know. I just don't know what to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. We'll see. I, yeah. I just, uh, it's it's a long season and, and things can happen. So we will see what happens. All right, we're going to go to game two here on the late slate, <clears throat> or afternoon slate, I should say. It's uh, Las Vegas Raiders versus Los Angeles Chargers. Everybody's sweetheart that they took first in their year-long leagues, uh, Mr. A- Herbert Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is in here at a beautiful day in San Diego. That typhoon thing, whatever has been swirling around over there by San yeah. Diego and LA, and all, it looks like that's finally going to blow out to see 
regular old nice day in LA, 85 degrees, nothing to worry about, no real winds. And uh, the uh, Chargers are favored by three and a half. 52 is the number. Mm -hmm. Steven, any interest since you have the the yeah. hat on that matches? Yeah, the I love team a uh, bit. I I love the Chargers in this one. Okay, stack. There's this is the stack I would do with the Chargers mm -hmm. uh, with Herbert and Eckler and Keenan Allen, or Mike Williams. I like all of them. I think they're mm -hmm. all playable. Um, nice. I would play any of them. Um, their defense has gotten a lot better too. Unfortunately, in this game, I probably wouldn't play their defense. Um, I kind of want to see how that one plays out, but uh, but I like her. I like those four guys for the for the Chargers. Um, as far as the Raiders go, it's going to be exciting to see how Devontae Adams is with Derek Carr. You're right. Uh, I would I would I would want to be I would want a piece of that. Yeah. Um, Eighty one hundred for Devontae. Yeah. yeah he's expensive. He is expensive. He's expensive. Uh, the guy the guy produces. Yeah, he does. The other thing is, is J.C. Jackson is not going to play for the Chargers. And okay. he was the corner they brought in over from New England. Yeah, and yeah. that will definitely help Adams as well. So, I, um, yeah, I definitely like Adams. And the Chargers are my second favorite stack. So, I feel like we've wow. been pretty much in step on this this first week, Steve. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's not like they're chalky guys either. Right. They're chalky right. teams. Yeah. You know, um, ownership is spread out so much. But – Right now, Devontae Adams, even with that big price tag, is about 14% projected, mm -hmm. uh, even with that 8,100 number. Austin Eckler at 8,200 mm -hmm. is next on the list at yeah. 10%. Yeah. Uh, he, a little pricey. Yeah, he is, but he had huge games against the Raiders last year. So I know. keep mm -hmm. that in mind. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite game from a game stack perspective. I think this will be the highest scoring game. I know Kansas City, Arizona, everyone thinks, but like we talked about, I don't trust Arizona. So I think that if two teams are going to put up the points, this is the one it's going to happen in. Very well could be. Darren Waller, 5,400 in the top 20. Any uh, possibilities he gets in there for you guys? Mm, not you know, I, I like Waller. I just I feel like I haven't seen him do anything in the past year and a half. Right. You know? And I, I don't know if Waller was so great because the Raiders didn't have anyone else other than Waller before. True. So, mm -hmm. you know, they now just added not, Adams is all. Yeah, they, they, they just added <laughs> yeah. Adams, but they still have Renfro. I don't think Renfro's, um, Renfro's going to really lose too many targets in that offense. I mean, that guy just knows how to get open. So you want to find the guy that knows how to get open, especially on those, on those third down conversions. So, I think the person that's gonna in that offense that's gonna that's gonna lose it the most is probably Waller. Hmm. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that for sure. Yeah, that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Devontae's uh even at that big number, you know, you're gonna have to commit to him price wise, but he's seventh overall on the boom chart mm -hmm. at 14 and a half percent. So people uh expecting a lot out of him in this game, and you know. If you're going to roster him and commit to that salary, you're going to need some big numbers from him. For sure. All right, fellas, let's go to the next one. Uh, we've got the Green Bay Packers. Now, let's skip them. I don't want to talk about them. Do you, uh, Stephen? They're not worth it. Hey, that's, I, that's I, I'm, loving, I'm loving Aaron Rodgers' attitude this year. He's, like, loving everybody. That's yeah. 
that all alahaska trip or whatever he did yeah it made him a better person like he's he just is like, a def yeah what I'm, did, I'm, I, I'm, I'm worried if he's gonna turn into serrano in major league two though you know? <laughs> i'm telling you i don't yeah. know all the weird stuff he is uh -huh. he's an interesting dude that's yeah. that's for he's sure always, he's smiling he's congratulating people he's patting people on the back that's not aaron Rodgers. that's not aaron <laughs> Rodgers that i know Aaron right. Rodgers that i know is the guy that is just you know chip on his shoulder shrugs off people doesn't talk to his family you know different things like oh that. you're oh. he's gonna jp davis 1982 is gonna throw a punch at you here pretty much no but i love aaron Rodgers. i, I yeah think he's yeah, yeah. turned around 100 but jets um, jets placed wayne brown on the ir king of smack just put that on there so just something to know thanks for the okay info there. okay yeah but uh but yeah i like aaron Rodgers. obviously i i could play him any week um i mm -hmm. like aaron jones um this week, uh, it's tough to go with those receivers. Yeah. So if I was going to pick any pass catcher, it could potentially be Robert Tanyan if he's active. Um, okay. Because he's, he could be the, the security blanket. No, mm -hmm. I think Aaron Jones would probably be the security blanket. Um, Robert Tanyan is definitely interesting. It, it's an interesting yeah. play for me. Um, but you could go with those those rookie receivers, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and uh, – it's an exciting game. I'm excited to see this game. This yeah. this is like, you know, life without Devontae Adams. So mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah. it's pretty awesome. And then, it is uh, going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll skip Crash. He doesn't have an opinion on yeah, this. Yeah, my, my opinion is too biased. No, <laughs> I think. Um, well, Steve, what what about the Vikings? I mean, I oh yeah, so, so the Vikings on them. <laughs> yeah, the Vikings. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Both those guys are in play for me, even mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins. So um, even though, uh, you know, Green Bay's defense is pretty solid, I still think those guys will, will get their will get their volume and their touches, and I think they'll score some fantasy points. So I'm good with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Okay. Um, yeah, so Tungan should play. He came off the injury report yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. Bakhtiari and Jenkins are questionable. So that's definitely something that I'm wanting to see what happens there because with Daniel Hunter back and Zadaria Smith, uh, I don't want to talk about him, but, uh, okay. came over from green Bay this off season. And he said that he's looking forward to playing them two times a year. Apparently there was some bad blood there on his part, but, uh -oh. um, yeah, but anyway, you know, so if, if Bakhtiari and Jenkins play, then this is going to be a lot different game. If they don't, it could be a long day for the Packers. Um, Aaron mm. Jones, A.J. Dillon, they'll be the ones to offset that pass rush if, you know, Bakhtiari and Jenkins don't play, so they would be my first plays. But if they play, I do think the passing game is going to get some traction. Um, Watkins has actually been playing very well in practice and Rogers has been impressed with him. So he's kind of a sleeper. He's projected to be lower owned than like Romeo Dobbs, uh, who's wow. 3000 on DraftKings. So nice. he's going to be because Cobb is in the slot. So, you know, it's going to be Watkins and Dobbs on the outside. So those are going to be the two receivers that are getting the targets on the outside and then Cobb will be in the slot. So, and I don't know how Watson's going to fit in because he missed quite a bit of training camp. Mm -hmm. um, in the off season. So I'm not sure about him yet, but I do like him. I mean, he's tall, he's fast. He looks like a really good receiver an upgrade from MVS potentially for sure. Um, but anyway, Aaron Jones is my favorite play on green Bay. 
Adam Thielen, for whatever reason, has been a Packers killer. So I yeah. would on him. Jair Alexander's back. So, you know, I think he could slow down Jefferson. I don't think anyone's going to shut him down completely, but I think he will slow him down. Packers have struggled with tight ends. So Irv Smith's kind of on the radar a little bit too. Um, but yeah, so that I'm not as high on the quarterbacks here, um, but, you know, the running game and then maybe a receiver from each team would probably be my favorite you know, way to attack it. As far as the uh, ownership to this point right now, Justin Jefferson, pretty healthy, 14% at 7,800. So he's getting uh, some good attention in this game. Uh, Aaron Jones as well, 6,700. He's 13% uh, projected ownership there. Yeah. And then Adam Thielen, as you mentioned, he's only 5,400. Uh, and he's had a good history against the pack. And he's at about 11%. So yeah, far as- Aaron- Go ahead. I was going to say, Aaron Jones, you know, the, the only thing with this stat is that A.J. Dillon's there now because he wasn't there as, as much when this stat was, you know, being accumulated. But right. he scored almost double the fantasy points without Devontae Adams in the lineup. So wow. that's, that's wow. definitely – I mean, he's averaging like 23 fantasy points a game without Adams. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on because he was the second leading, uh, receiver as far as receptions go last year. So, yeah, definitely a, a, a nice play. I'll I'll be using them in a lineup for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only uh, guys out of this game are the receivers from Minnesota, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, both coming in in the top 20 for the uh, boom tool, 14 and 10 percent, respectively. Yeah. All right. Last game. Uh, it is the New York Giants and Tennessee Titans. It is. Uh, is five and a half favoritism to the Titans. 44 is the total in this one. Give us your last team take here, Crash. What do you got? Uh, Derrick Henry. Um, that's going to be the play for me. Robert Woods and GPPs I like a little bit. He's going to be their wide receiver one, I think, until Traylon Burks. You know, if he ever becomes a wide receiver one, I think it'll take some time. So Robert okay. Woods is going to get the target share. Um, the Titans don't pass a ton. That's my only concern there. So that's just, you know, Derrick Henry is the main play for me. Uh, I think Tennessee will have a lead most of this game. So I'm not quite sure what I want to do with Saquon Barkley. Um, you just, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope he gets to break through and not get hurt and all that, but he's just been so injury prone. It's so hard to trust him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, I don't like anyone for the Giants. I really don't like anyone other than Derrick Henry in this mm-hmm. game. I think this is going to be the lowest scoring game of the week. Um, I don't see the Giants scoring many points, and I don't see Tennessee scoring many points. It's probably going to be 20 to nothing. Um, yeah. But I, So I, I would take the, the Titans defense. And Derrick mm-hmm. Henry. Yeah. Interesting. Totally agree. Uh, you're getting a lot of ownership for Saquon Barkley right now, guys. He is third. Behind yeah. Kelsey McCaffrey, third right now yeah. in the projection, Saquon Barkley, 19%. Yeah, Six, I mean, 6,100. It's old why. saying about potential. Potential will get you beat, you know. It will, but he's cheap uh-huh. because yeah. here's the problem. The other guy in the top 10, of course, is Derrick Henry, but he's 8,600. Mm. So that is a big ticket. Yeah, that is for sure. But he's 15% projected even with that big number on his back. So, yeah. um, 
I mean, you can put up Jonathan Taylor numbers, um, and he's cheaper, so that's something to keep in mind too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and not a lot on the boom uh, uh, chart for this one. I think that you know they're similar thoughts to what you're saying, Stephen. This game may not be a super high scoring game, but Barkley is the highest mm-hmm. on there uh, at 14 percent uh, for the boom. So he will be a boomer bust guy, probably more for than sure. likely. Yeah, that's for sure. And then Henry's on there as well. I, I just don't think uh, he's going to have many opportunities to do too much. The quarterback is, I don't know, the quarterback play for the Giants isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Rabel is a defensive-minded coach. He's going to stack the box. Barkley's really not going to have much opportunity to for anything. So, um, yeah, I don't like Barkley at all this game. All right, I'll put you guys on the spot as we wrap up here. I appreciate everybody listening, and I'm going to do this right now. I'm giving away all five tickets right at wow. this moment. All yep, at all at once. I'm going to hit the randomizer, call out five names. All you have to do, we still have tickets that haven't been claimed yet, Crash. Can you believe that? Wow. Steven, if somebody's going to give you a free play, aren't you going to take it? Oh, absolutely. So if your name is yeah. called, just go to Twitter. DM us at DFS Coach Talk. Just it takes two seconds. Say my name is Jim Smith. My PayPal email is jimsmith at gmail.com. Bang, you get the money, you got the ticket, you win the five million, and uh you, you give a, a little share to coach here as a thank you. So oh, that's the plan. All yeah. right, we have five winners, free tickets. The first one is Charles Moran. You are a winner. Hopefully, you're still in here with us. The second winner is King of Smack. You, mm. I think he's won already, but that's okay. We want multiple winners in here. Yeah. The third winner is King of Smack came up twice. <laughs> oh. But there's no rule to say that it can't on a randomizer. Yeah. So King of Smack, you've won two more tickets. You're gonna you're gonna max out this with freebies from Coach Talk. All right, the next winner is Bev. Bev also won in our Thursday podcast. Bev, I don't think I heard from you, though. Jalen Hurts in cash for sure. Okay, Bev, how about you give us that uh, information? We'll get you the the money, and you can play play them. So, Bev, congratulations. And then the fifth and final person is Mark Foth. He is – is that five? Think so because we have two for a King of Smack. Yeah, two for Smack King. Yeah, that's twice. five. Yep, that's five. That's yep. the five. So at DFS Coach Talk uh, on Twitter, shoot us that info. You'll get the tickets tonight, so you can get those lineups in there. All right, as we go here on the pressure, and and again, we didn't rehearse this, so I hope you guys can pull it off here. A lot of pressure. We'll make Steven go first since he's a ro- like a rookie hazing. Right. Oh, <laughs> what His is number it? one top pay-up play of the day. My number one, my top play of the day? Only one. Only one. Yep, your number one franchise guy for this game, this first week. For this first week. Um, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey in the okay. tight end position. Mm, um, okay. So – that's my number one play this week. 
I think okay, he, now you've got to you bumper it up with what we we think. I think it's just as important as picking the winners. Who's your number one fade? And it has to be somebody that's pretty popular. I don't want some cheesy dude as your fade. So somebody that's a lot of people are going to own that you're going to flat out fade. He's not going to make any of your lineups. Russell Wilson. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I don't want no Russell. respect for Russell. I mean, huh? He's not part of the main slate, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't like Russell Wilson last year with Seattle. Um, and I, I, I think Denver gave up way too much to bring him in. I don't like Russell Wilson this year. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I eat my words, but I just, based on uh, last year and kind of just what I saw out of him, um, you know, He's, not he's the Monday night football game. Yeah, he's the Monday night football. He's just not keeping his eyes downfield. He's really feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's just it's just been not really great quarterback play out of that I've seen from him. Um gotcha. in the past past year or so. Yeah. All right. Now I'm gonna pull a prank on Crash and, and blow your mind. I'm not gonna ask you for the same two things. So there, you're all prepared oh, okay. to answer those two. This is called the, the coach's curveball here. <laughs> I want your number one value play. So he's got to be considered fairly cheap that you're, it's going to make a good chunk of your lineups. Can he be ownership? Oh, Pujols hit 696, by the way. Oh, How nice. about that? Live in person here. Sweet. Great to hear. All right, um, go ahead. So can he be high owned, low owned? I mean, does it matter? Uh, as long as he's cheap. Okay. And Romeo a good Dobbs. value play for you. Romeo yep. Dobbs, definitely yep. my top value play. Dobbs, very um, nice. And yep. then then your um, – so you, did you have something else? No, I was waiting to hear what the other you, – you had two of them for me, so I was waiting to hear what the I other I do. Was. Okay, and this is going to be a, a quirky one. Now, other than the commanders, because we already said they're going to be number one owned, I want your defense that you're going to focus on playing – on this slate because that becomes a stickler for some people. It's just Mm -hmm. a no brainer. You throw it in and it can cost you. Yeah. I'm man. I'm really torn on my defense. It's Mm. one of those positions. It's one of those positions you just fill in, right? Because yeah, it is. Yeah. I've won stuff because of my defense. I'm telling you, I'll say San Francisco. I have a feeling in that weather, Oh yeah, um, I've seen Justin Fields get chased down, and he made a lot of bad decisions. And so I think I think that's the play: San Francisco defense. Outstanding. All right, my friends, that is it. Uh, other than Boom Fantasy and uh, Prize Picks, do you guys have those ready? You want to fire those out there? Crash, how about yeah. your Prize Picks plays? Um, I already gave one, and that was the Mark Andrews over sixteen and a half fantasy points. Okay. And then my other one is going to be Aaron Jones over 36 and a half receiving yards. We talked about how he was their number two receiver in receptions last year. And I think that's only going to increase this year. So I like that call a lot. I'll definitely play that one. Uh, Prize picks for you, Steven. Uh, I have Austin Heckler. It's a half a touchdown. I think he'll get that. Okay. And and Travis Kelsey, six and a half receptions. Kelsey, you're bust. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, and then our presenting sponsor, who we love dearly, Boom Fantasy. 
Uh, your top two plays for Boom Fantasy for this week. We'll be giving a few more out tomorrow prior to the slate for our members in Discord as well. Crash, what do you have? Uh, I've got Mariota over 0.5 interceptions. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I like I like that play a lot against the Saints defense. And okay. I've got the same play uh, for Baker going up against his old team. Um, I think Denzel Ward and those guys – are going to be tough on him, and I definitely think he's going to throw him the ball once at least. Wow, Baker Mayfield, INT. Maybe a pick six. I'll call a pick yeah. six. Okay, I'm, I'm with that. I can get on board with yeah. that. Steven, Boom Fantasy. Boom Fantasy, I have Nick Chubb over 59 and a half rushing yards. Okay. And Ooh, I that's, have low. that's low. <laughs> that's low. That's low, okay. yeah. And, uh, and I have Jonathan Taylor over a half a touchdown. That'll be played a lot, I think. Mm -hmm. No question about it. Mm -hmm. Outstanding, fellas. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks for listening in. We went a buck 20, so a little bit longer than we were gunning for, but that's not too bad considering no. we hit the whole main slate. We'll right. try to squeeze it down a little bit uh, as we go forward. Our goal, again, try to get it closer to an hour. Oh, Melinda's in. All right, Melinda, what's up? <laughs> that's our man, Kyle who is, a new, is new to our team as well. Great to see you in here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening in. I hope that uh, – uh, oh, okay, Let's. that's great. Look at it. You know what? Boy from Cali is like, you know, he's yeah. the best. Yeah. So, I, Crash, yeah. go ahead and mention that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad he brought that up. Yeah, the last I checked, we only had four people in there. So we definitely need more of you guys to get in that contest. We have a weekly uh, DFS Coach Talk members only uh, DraftKings GPP 20, 20 entrants. Um, I have a lineup in there, but it's only like IR players, players that aren't playing. So everyone has a chance to win. And the top three will win prizes. Uh, first is $45. Second is $27. And third place is $18. So if you haven't joined us yet and you're a DFS Coach Talk member, if you're not a member, you definitely want to join us so you can get in that contest. Outstanding. And, and you get to, to talk a lot of noise all week as being the, the, you know, the winner of the contest on coach talk, the first ever NFL contest. Yeah. So it's, uh, you can done. go down, you could be famous for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, great. Todd's in there with us too. How you doing, Todd? Um, all right. Well, that's it guys. We've got a terrific job. You two uh, really proud to have you on the coach talk team and uh, heading up our NFL. We're going to have a terrific season for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, join us, dfscoachtalk.com. We provide core lineups for DraftKings, full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo. And uh, you want to catch uh, catch the fun here. Uh, we definitely have a great, great group. So for Crash and Miller Time, I am Coach. We will see you again on Thursday at 8 p.m. And then we'll be back the following Sunday uh, at, yeah. no, I'm sorry, Thursday at 6.50, Sunday at 8 p.m. I don't mm -hmm. want to mess it up. If yeah. I mess it up, how are you guys going to keep it straight? So mm -hmm. we'll be back for uh, those pods every week with these two handsome gentlemen and my ugly mug, but uh, we will definitely be back. So thank you for listening in. Give us that thumbs up on the way out. Subscribe, hit that alert. And then you know when our podcasts are posting. I'll be back in the morning solo, 11 a.m. with our MLB uh, lineup for tomorrow. These guys will be posting everything in Discord for our members. Have a great evening, a great Sunday. Enjoy the first week of the NFL. 
And we'll see you again next week when we look to crush it in an NFL. It's a new one. Yeah. NFL. DFS and Boom Fantasy.